All right, Chance. I'm a man on a mission. We're T minus 16 and a half minutes until my banana bread is done. 16? 16 and a half. Oh, we're not going to make it. So if you're listening at home, just know there's a, there's a kicking delicious loaf of, of banana bread in the background. You're quite the banana bread man. You know, we just keep buying bananas and not eating them, and you got to do something with it. We we often just throw them away. Yes, but my wife loves it, so. Um, we keep buying citrus. Uh-huh. Because uh, I'm experimenting with cocktails. Today, uh-huh. I went into the store and I bought a loaf of garlic bread, a jar of marinara sauce. Uh-huh. A four-pound bag of limes and a four-pound bag of oranges. And I thought to myself, a very strange recipe. <laughs> I thought to myself, well, we want to be Italian, but we don't want scurvy. Mm-hmm. So the scurvy spazzatura. Uh, I'm trying to master a cocktail called the blood and sand. Oh my, that sounds very gladi- gladiatorial. It does kind of look, you know, the bottom of it has sort of a bloodish hue. <laughs> I actually did that for fun because, uh, I just had the cherries, so I put it in there. That's not part of the recipe. The good cherries? Mm-hmm. Whatever they're called. Luxardo cherries. Luxardo. Um, Sounds like a Kingdom Hearts villain. Kind of does. Um, this is not made with the correct cherry liqueur. Uh-huh. It's made with the Luxardo cherry liqueur, and um, I don't think it worked. Okay, good to know. Now everyone at home knows. Not to make it like that. Yeah. Um. But still good. It's just not as good. Good. Well, that's good that it's at least still good. What are you doing? Talking to you, I guess. <laughs> Baking banana bread is taking all of your synapses. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how to talk about things anymore. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I would have made it earlier today, but we were out of flour. And you might say, but Cameron, couldn't you just go to the store? You but do here's live the deal. right next to one. I do. But it's 102 degrees outside. I got my kids. My wife is at work, and my car air conditioning is broken. Oh, yeah. We also, were... Oh, go ahead. This is the icing on the cake. Yesterday, I was driving home. It was like 106 or something like that. Something just stupid. And I was stopped by a train, and so I was roasting. Because I can roll my one, my window down, but the other windows in my car don't really roll down. And I said, well, I bet I could roll it down some, and it would roll back up. And it didn't. And it won't. And it's all the way down now, and it's stuck and my window is just perpetually down. No. Your one rollable window is just down? No, my one that was unrollable, but I thought I would chance it because I was going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a smart move because my family and I had errands to run this afternoon, um, which I want to talk about one of those errands real quick. But um, And our car thermometer said 110. That's disgusting. It was. It was disgusting. Today is... Um, supposed to be the hottest day of the year. That they keep saying it, and it keeps not being true because we keep having hotter ones. So I don't know if I can get much hotter than today. That's um, awesome. One of our errands, we went to Costco, mm-hmm. um, and we decided where the costs go. Yeah, exactly. And we decided to have lunch while we were there. That's a good lunch spot. I fed my entire family for eight fifty. I'm saying, how is that? How is that real life? You could even get a dessert and come out under 10 bucks. Yeah, th- and their desserts were huge. They kept handing them out, and they were Sundays with tons of syrup mm-hmm. and soft serve in, like, a large glass. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. It's like, what, a $1.50 for a hot dog and a drink? 
Yeah, we got two it's like of those. a big hot dog. Yeah, we got two of those. One for my wife, or I mean, one for my son and one for me. And then my wife got a piece of cheese pizza, and I got a piece of pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was eight fifty. I don't think I've ever bought a meal for my family, like even ones I cook at home. It's hard to like buy a meal for yourself for yeah. less than that. And I just just I, I saw the price, and I was like, we have to go to Costco every day. <laughs> this is my new lunch spot. Can I DoorDash from Costco? <laughs> no joke. Ninety nine cent dash fee? That's nothing. I'll still come out at less than three bucks. It's true. Eight fifty? Give me give me Costco. <laughs> um they're actually out of the thing we needed at Costco. That's a bummer. Guess you'll have to go back eat guess, lunch. Guess we'll have to go back and eat lunch super cheap. Literally, I was pricing some of the meals we have at home. Like we never make meals for eight fifty for all of us. No, you can't. Yeah, I mean, eating at home is just so expensive. Eating groceries. Mm-hmm. Inflation, am I right? Yeah, In this economy, right? so thanks, corporate overlords. I had a hot dog and a piece of pizza, and Brought to you by the Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guilds of America. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. Uh, and I'm your other host, Chance. Chance was just throwing back a little bit the last of his drink. He wasn't throwing back like the throwing it back, like the dance move. Well, you can you can't see I can't see his lower half. He very well might have been. Yeah, I I can throw it back pretty constantly. I mean, if I have to bend over, I'm throwing it back. And um, you might be asking yourself at home, when is this show ever going to throw it throw it back to Boy Meets World content? And we'll just continue to answer whenever the um, strikes are over. It's true. Um, yeah, I actually didn't follow the strike as closely this last week. Um, I know you know, like it's one of those things it's like, <clears throat> oh, people are only passionate about things for a little while. And then when the buzz wears off. Uh, and that's kind of true. Also, just kind of, I've been really busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like school started for me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched like four or five episodes of Comedy Week. Like, yeah, I only watched about that many too. So, still Wizard? Uh-huh. Give us an update. Um, it's really good so far. It feels more childish than yeah. Kuga in some ways. Well, there's... Because, um, I mean, the show is really good. The kind of the setup of this one is there are... People with magical, they're not necessarily abilities, but they're more susceptible to magic or more open to magic. And they're called gates. And there's these creatures called phantoms that are born whenever a gate gives into despair and they die. And the phantom is like born from their despair. It's very Kingdom Hearts in that way. Um, Just now realizing that. And I like that. Um, And so the main bad guys are phantoms that are trying to drive these gates to despair in order to create more phantoms, um, more bad guys. And they're all like based on mythological character or creatures. So like the main two bad ones are a Phoenix and Medusa. And they're kind of the two main bad guys um, that I've seen so far. But they report to someone higher, right? They do report to someone higher called the wise man. Mm -hmm. who's trying to bring about something called the Sabbath, 
<laughs> but we don't know any more than that. Um, but then the main character, he was a gate who didn't give in to despair. And so he earned the right to become the wizard, mm-hmm. which is the common writer. And so he lives in this shop with this guy who makes magic rings that give him all sorts of different magic abilities. Um, but when we see him, he's already been like active for like half a year mm-hmm. doing his, his hero thing. And so he, in the first few episodes, he gets like his stable of side characters. There's like a detective named Rita? Rinka. Rinka, I think. Rinka. And then a, a, like a very a high energy boy. Shunpei. Yeah, Shunpei. And then he also, yes. He tries, he, he's doing this magic and he's shooting fire out of his fingers and saying like, chin chin pui pui or something mm-hmm. like that, which is very funny. And then there's a girl named um, yeah. Ryoko or Ryoto or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just blanking on her full name or if that's even correct, but she has something else kind of going on. I don't want to spoil anything, even though I already kind of know a few episodes in. It's just fun to discover yourself, um, but it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the fights are super cool. Yeah. Just the, I mean, it came out in 2012. So the progress they've made in those 12 years is kind of a lot because like the transformations are really cool. There's still some really bad CG in some ways, I think worse CG because they like do more with it. Um, like he fights these like embodiments of the people's despair inside of their souls as like these CG monsters. And he has a big CG dragon that he rides around on to fight them. And it just, it's pretty dated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that the CG monster fights have gotten much better in Kamen Rider, unfortunately. Well, that's okay. And they, but they don't happen very much. It's still very much about the martial arts and the, mm-hmm. the fighting. Yeah. And I think Wizard's fighting style is probably the coolest one. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. And whenever he does any magic, it'll be like, it says in English, like if he's switching to his wind suit, the green suit is like hurricane, please. Yes. And it just always says, please. So he'll be like anything, please. Yeah. I, I, of all of the belt sounds, I think, I think wizard still has my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Like I love the like, uh-huh. <laughs> And but then one there's one magic spell that he does where he's like charging somebody up and he like does it and he goes please please <laughs> yes I'm just like this is a delight that is delightful um I have been looking for my next common writer show mm-hmm. um I tried Gaim as everyone knows um it was okay did I know that you talked about it last week yeah um and I really want to watch Gaim, um, but its concept is just real weird. It does not start like anything else. That's the like, Fruit Ninja one, right? The Fruit Samurai one, yes. <laughs> and it's, it doesn't start like anything else, and I'm just like, I don't know, like like three episodes in, I don't know who the bad guy is. Like, the bad guy is just like happenstance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's, there's just these monsters that just keep accidentally showing up in our world. It's clearly a Shadow Corporation chance. Well, I think so, too. I think the corporation that puts on the dance games is going to be the villains, but it was weird, so I decided to try out a few others. Um, And one of the ones I decided to try out um, was kind of the one that I was least interested in. Uh There's a season called Kamen Rider Forze, which is actually the one right before Wizard. Um, 
and it's space themed in his suit. Um, I'm gonna send you a picture. Okay. Um, because it's it's just kind of wacky. I like wacky. Um, um, but I it, it was probably the season I was least interested in for a few reasons. Um, the suit not being least among those reasons. <clears throat> um, but the the it has a reputation for being a very like positive and uplifting season because it was mm-hmm. the season right after the big tsunami. Uh-huh. And so they decided like people needed like positivity. Um, yeah. It's like it, the whole thing takes place in a high school. I don't think there's been a single scene in five episodes that hasn't taken place in the high school. Uh-huh. And it's just this guy who he's a new kid in school. He shows up. He says, my dream is that everyone in this school will be my friend. And the first kind of jerk that he tries to befriend turns out he's like this tech genius who's making, who made the common rider driver and it's power ups, which are these little toy switches uh-huh. um, on it. And he, um, he made it cause his dad died doing research to make it. So he's like the genius kid who finished it, but he's too weak to use it. Mm-hmm. And these monsters start showing up and he's like, I'm going to make you respect me by using your invention to fight. And you're going to be my friend. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that suit. You know, I don't either, but seeing it in motion and seeing it like with all of the space themed stuff, Uh I like it. This may be better. I can see it sort of, it sort of has a space shuttle aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh. banana bread time. Okay. Space shuttle aesthetic. Hold that thought. It's done. It looks good. Good. Bring me some. On my way. Um, but yeah, it has a space shuttle aesthetic. Um, it's white. Um, I don't really like the... I Usually I like a nice asymmetrical look, but I don't really like the X and the triangle on the legs. Well, so those are really interesting because if you look really close at his belt buckle, he's got four switches mm-hmm. on either side. And those are his weapons. And he uses them... Literally, like, he turns his arm into it, or he turns his leg into it. So, like, the switches he's got right now, five episodes in, he's got a um, a rocket that goes on his right arm that he can, like, use to, like, fly up in the air or punch things. Um, and it doesn't, like, shoot his arm. It, like, takes him with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a radar dish on his left arm. He's got missile launchers on his right leg, and then he can change the missile launchers for a chainsaw. Oh, okay. Like that's a, very uh grindhouse. Well coming out of com, coming out of his toe. Oh of course. Like a, a chainsaw, chainsaw man. And he can change the other leg to a um drill or a pogo stick. Like you do. Right. So his rider kick which, for those of you who are out there who don't know, the main monster is normally beaten for the first time by the epic rider kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and every every common uh, rider has a different way of doing the rider kick. His, he uses his rocket arm to fly up in the air, turns his leg into a drill, and then points the rocket at the monster and, like, kicks them while his leg is a drill. Yeah, that would get me every time. Um, and it's ridiculous, but it's, man, it's really, it's got great heart. (laughs) Heart's good. I like heart. 
like the whole the whole first arc is him like getting this one guy to trust him. Here, this is his writer kick. This is what it looks like. Oh yes, yes. There it is. <laughs> um but like the whole second arc is like the queen of the school. Um they're like having a vote for like homecoming queen, except it's Japan, so it's like literal like what student will be queen of the school. Uh-huh. And she spent three episodes calling his name is Gentaro, calling Gentaro trash. And he's like, if you win, I'll leave this school. But if you, but if you lose, if I can find someone to beat you to be queen of the school, like you have to be my friend. And oh my. Like, through that, we learn like she's a lot deeper than she seems to be. But Aren't still, always she still keeps a lot of the arrogance and stuck upness, which I kind of like. She didn't like suddenly become a teddy bear. Uh-huh. Um, and. Like, we learn that she's, like, more than she seems. And, like, when everyone turns on her, like, Gentaro doesn't, even though it seems like he's going to win. So she ends up winning um, with Gentaro's help, and they become friends. Love it. <laughs> and, like, it seems like that's going to be every episode now. I mean, it probably won't be every episode, but... Yeah, I feel like, like those first episodes are, like, I'm getting my... I mean, having watched one whole series and five episodes of another. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is me getting my stable of characters yeah his his cast um so i'm loving it i really am it's got so much heart um and uh i think i think i'm gonna watch it i'm pretty sure i will watch it through to the end and if i do um it's movie because like the next series always has a movie where the two writers meet Uh it and wizards movie is supposed to be pretty good um so i'm just gonna go in straight into wizard all right. You can join me. I'll probably still be watching it. Well, it seems like we've got about a, about the same amount of time. That is true. Um, have you been doing anything else of any of the other things that we've talked about? Not really. I just haven't had time. Mm-hmm. Like, my kind of main time waster these past few months has been Common Rider. I just I've barely had time for that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, stuff just got really busy for me. Uh, as well with school starting, but somehow today I played Octopath Traveler and I had four stories left to finish and I finished all four. Oh, so I finished all eight main stories. Um, they're all really good. Like I really enjoyed them all. I have a definitive ranking. Do it. I'm going to and now announce my definitive ranking of the Octopath Traveler two stories because everyone I know is just waiting. Um, Number one is Casty, who's the apothecary. Okay. Um, number two is Particio, who is the merchant. That is the first one that I finished and I absolutely loved. But Casty, something about it, you know? It just kind of pushed me, like pushed it over. Um, and Casty's great as a character. Then Throne, who's the thief character, was number three. Then Agnea, who's the dancer, totally caught me by surprise. Was not expecting hers to be up there so high, but her story is all about like, you know, wanting to lift people's spirits with her dancing and like making people smile and kind of rising above the obstacles. So I feel like having watched a lot of Common Rider, I'm just in that headspace where mm-hmm. I just appreciate that more. And then, you know, at the end, like all the characters that she'd met along the way were there cheering her on. Um, and it's just like, oh, oh, they got my number <laughs> with this one. Um, then I got Oswald, the scholar, it was a really fun, like, Count of Monte Cristo with a little bit of Full Metal Alchemist in there. Um, okay. 
It's really good. Um, Hikari, or Hikari, who is the warrior, um, which is really great as well. Temenos, who's the cleric. His is um, like a more of a detective kind of story that I particularly liked, even though it's number seven in my out of eight. And then last is Ochet, who's the hunter. And hers is like, what if Pokemon was really like epic? Mm-hmm. Um, is she collecting eight badges? No, but she her like her character hunter mechanic is she can capture monsters. Yeah, I remember that from the first one. And then unleash them like in battle. Um, and she's going to collect like these, basically gather like the three island guardians mm-hmm. around the continents in order to uh, like save her village. Um, and it's just like very epic. And she's always just like, why can't we just eat? Like that's her <laughs> thing. And she's just this. Little girl who's very strong and always hungry. Okay. And so I'm here for it. But it was probably my it was my least favorite one of all of them easily. But it was also still really good. Is there like a um a like central story for all eight of them now, or are you just done? Um there is that, and then I have three more. They're called crossed paths, where two of the characters kind of team up and have their own sort of side story. Um and so I finished one of them completely. I finished the one that's the Hikari and Agnia, so the dancer and the warrior. Like I finished up their second side story. So I still have three more um, to do. So you have one that's the cleric and the thief working together. One that's the scholar and the merchant working together. They helped like this scientist get the materials he needed to build a telescope. Um, And now we're going to go see how that went. Um, And then also the hunter and the apothecary are doing something. I don't remember. Fair enough. So you've still got a ways to go. Yes, and then like the story where all eight of them have something going on, which each story is kind of ended where it's like there's still a little bit of question in some of them. So I'm really curious how they all come together in Mm -hmm. the end. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. So who knows when I'll get that finished? Um, But whenever I do, it's going to, I'm really excited. I've loved it. Um, I think the story for... um, um, the strike update. Uh-huh. It's just going to be that Hillary's on the way. Um, and that's probably really scary. Yeah. Um, for a lot of them. So um, if you can donate, there's lots of great funds out there. Um, and I like the rock and Mr. Beast have donated lots of money. Um, so find out where they donated and just donate some. Yes. Cause aren't tropical storms slash hurricanes are very, not usually in California. No, this is only the third ever recorded one. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think climate change. I could be wrong, but I think it's actually going to make land in California as a hurricane, not a tropical storm. Wow. Um, So they were thinking it was going to be a tropical storm, but I think it, I would have to look. I know the stuff has all come out today. And by the time Mm -hmm. you're hearing this, you all know. Yeah. Um, I think even tonight is when it's making landfall. Yeah. So, um, I'll know more next week, but just, yeah, they need your, they need your donations. They need your support. Um, cause this is going to be a rough one. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for an update. Like I said, I didn't get to follow up very closely this week. Mm-hmm. Just a busy week. I barely even got to see what Trump was indicted for, for a fourth time. Fourth time. He's very upset about it. <laughs> I watched this thing from him that was on Twitter that someone was like, what is this? And it was like his response to the charges. And it was like the most buzzword fueled anger video 
that I've like ever seen. And I'm like, I don't think he even knows what he's talking about. It's very, very curious. I'm not actually not curious. It's weird and strange and I'm not curious. I'd rather not know what's going on in his particular uh, brain. No, no, no. We're good. No, no, no. We're good out here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I wasn't wasn't able to follow the news much. Such is life. Well, shall we jump into the things we've brought? Yeah, I think you're first. I am first this week. Um, well, I'm just going to become another voice on the internet then. Okay. A voice among a multitude. Okay, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Well, I, it's, I mean, it's the thing, right? Uh-huh. Baldur's Great 3 is great. Can you run that by again? You kind of said Baldur's Great. Baldur's Great is gate again. <laughs> um, make Baldur's Gate great again. Um, they no, already did. Bald- Baldur's Gate 3 is great. There it was. Um, it's really good. Um, I, I, How I, so? I kind of feel like I'm ruining it for myself a little bit. Um, wow. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, there's just so much. Um, not in an overwhelming way. Um, I was a, someone who started Divinity 1 and 2 several times and like was so overwhelmed by the choices uh-huh. um, that I kind of got paralyzed. Same. This, everything feels very like... Um, how do I put it? Everything feels very natural. Uh-huh. Like I know why I'm doing everything. Um um my first like character i got kind of far was my dwarf wizard and um and like all the choices he made were really cool i'm I'm doing a bad job of explaining this but bear with me for just a second hey we all often do a bad job explaining things on this show uh, all of the choices he made are really cool but i found myself often being like but what if i did this um and like that curiosity, I kind of feel like is ruining the game for me because um, I've made way too many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like Fall into the Cameron trap. Yeah, one of one of the main characters is a race called the Gith Yankee, uh-huh. um, and like the way the NPCs react to her is kind of strange. I was like, I'm just so curious what it would be like if this was my player character. So. I stopped playing on my was my dwarf wizard and started playing a Githyanki cleric. Um, and how did that go? It was uh, it, it's so much fun. Um, there's like a dungeon pretty early on that I missed like my first two times, uh-huh. um, and then I found with my dwarf wizard, and like the way he tackled it was entirely different than how my Githyanki cleric tackled. Like he like scared away this is this is really early on there's like a chapel and on top of that chapel is like um it is like a a looting party Mm -hmm. um but like he found this chapel he i used a persuasion check to convince the looters to leave the looters on the outside um but then i couldn't convince the looters inside to come out but i ended up finding a back door into the chapel um so i like ended up getting a surprise round on everybody in in the chapel killing them all and then getting my and then getting the treasure at the end mm-hmm. which i won't spoil for anybody hey, um, you better not my get yankee when i went over to do that because the stuff in there is really good um when i went over there to do that with him they immediately hated him 
um, because of the way he looked. They immediately attacked. So I had to kill the people on top. But while I was fighting, I broke a hole in the floor. So like immediately when I was done with that fight above, I fell into the room in the middle of all of the guys that I had snuck up behind and killed in my last playthrough because mm-hmm. I had broke this hole in the ground. Um, so I immediately had to fight them. Yeah, I immediately had to fight them. I don't even think combat ended. I just think they rolled new initiatives. <laughs> um, so I had to fight those guys, and it was like this big knockdown, dragout fight that I lost several people during. Um, and I don't know. It was just very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like two ways to do it. I'm sure you could do this entire dungeon without fighting anybody because everyone stops to talk to you first unless you fall through the floor into the middle of them. Right. And um, you're a hated race. And yeah. Well, I, no one seems to even know what I am. Maybe not hated, uh, confused. Yeah. Feared. Feared. Um, People fear what they don't understand. And I made it pretty far into Act 1 um, with my dwarf wizard. And, like, just the amount of things is kind of mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, like, like I found a necklace of Speak with the Dead. So now I can, like, raise any corpse and ask them what happened. Um, and, like, pretty much any corpse. Like, I was in um, a toll house. And um, there were these paladins asking me to go kill a tiefling who killed all the people in the toll house. Um, But then I went into the basement and I raised one of them and I was like chit-chatting with it. (laughs) You can ask it five questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like in the movie. Just like in the movie, which is just like in the tabletop. Um, And I could ask it five questions. I was like, who are you? And it was like this. And it was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I was coming down to protect the valuables, which are locked in this secret room over here. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Gonna go Love there. It. Like, loving it, loving it. I was like, how did you die? And he was like, oh, the paladins. They're like these people. I was like, I mean, he didn't quite say the paladins, but they were after a tiefling, and he did not describe a tiefling killing them. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Interesting. So like, if you didn't talk to that dead person, which you do not have to do. There's no indication that you should. Yeah, you would have gone and killed the guy and felt justified, quote unquote, in doing yeah. so. Yeah, and it turned out that they were um, not paladins, but they were um, people who served an archdevil. Oh, uh-huh. just some um, classic cultists. So yeah, and um, it's just kind of incredible. Like I was in this goblin town, and I like. Went in this house, found a switch, ended up doing an entire dungeon, and at the end, finding a very scary book. They have a Nintendo Switch in Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah. But Baldur's Gate 3 is not on Nintendo Switch. It's true. The irony. It's perplexing. Um, and, like, I didn't expect that when I went in there. I didn't go in there. To, I was just looting this town. Mm-hmm. Um, and ended up ended up on this very epic dungeon quest or at the end i found a very scary book what like a necronomicon it's called uh necromancy of fey a fey fey t-h-a-y fey uh-huh well fey the the theans are were the bad guys in the D movie 
Oh yes, they, they were, were very scary. scary. Yeah. So I found a book called the Nec uh, called the Necromancy of Thay. Sounds like a fun read. Um, I can't open it yet. I haven't found maybe, it. Maybe that's for the best. But yeah, so it's just it's wild how much you can do, and I've like listened to a few podcasts on it now, and how like differently things are done. Uh huh. Um, like everyone seems to be playing this game a little bit different. Which is fun that you can do that and everything seems viable. Yeah. Like, my um, wizard got detect thoughts at third level. Uh-huh. And suddenly I just was reading everyone's thoughts. I was just yeah. like, I have to know what you think. I have to know what you think. Why would you not? <laughs> um, so I, w- I was hesitant to put that in my spell book. Because I was like, it's not really going to help me like in combat. Like... And in my mind, I'm like, I'm an evocation wizard. I have all combat spells. But I really think an enchantment wizard may be the way to go. Enchantment's pretty cool. I I feel like you could stay out of so many fights that way. Uh My plan, I know I originally said I'm making a rogue, and I still will. But I'm also just leaning towards warlock. I I think it would be fun. I've heard, and I have not experienced this, um... That when you go to sleep at night, you often will interact with your patron. I don't know if yes, that's our, our sister podcast, The Besties. Besties. Chris Plant was talking about that. Our sister podcast. <laughs> you know, we go way back, us and them. Long lost sister that doesn't know doesn't know we exist. Doesn't know we exist, and that's okay. That's what a long lost sister is for. You're not supposed to know they exist. Mm-hmm. I think a warlock would be good because you'd still get to be the face of your party because you'd need such high charisma. Mm-hmm. But that um, drives all your spellcasting. Yeah. I, yeah, and I just keep... I need to pick a character and stick with it. But I just keep thinking like, but what if I do this? Um, I also have always had this problem with fantasy games where I need to play like the least human thing possible. Uh-huh. Um, like a good Yankee. Like you get Yankee, Dragonborn, uh, Half Orc. Um, so I may. A Drow also kind of speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I imagine that would be interesting from a yeah. character, from an NPC reaction standpoint. Yeah, I feel like they would too. And I also feel like um, the equivalent, uh, the gnome and uh, dwarf equivalent, would be interesting. Oh, like the uh, from the Underdark? Mm-hmm. Whatever those are called. Um, I read like three, the first three of the Drizzt. I read the first four of the Drizzt books. Oh, have you? Uh, I read the first, like, the basically the original, not the original trilogy, because he wrote like Icewind Dale and all of that stuff was first. Mm-hmm. Like Halfling's Gem and Streams of Silver. I read one of those, but then I read like the, ori- like the almost like the prologue, here's who Drizzt is and how he got to be who he is. Um, and I thought I mean, they were, they were good. They were fine. Uh, I, people love them. Uh-huh. Um, I've never read one, um, which is kind of surprising to me, honestly, but yeah, I've read, I read those. And then I read the first of the like dragon Lance books, mm-hmm. um, like dragons of autumn twilight or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just hard for me to get into them because they just are so... I mean, I like lore, but they're almost like too lore for me. Yeah. 
I feel like I would be a little different than you, as I was really into the um, Star Wars books for a very long uh -huh. time. That is true. I feel like I would have a kind of a a leg up, if you will. Yeah, you're just kind of more have been historically driven by those things. Yeah, those those like little stories and big lore dumps. And I just know a lot of D and D lore just because you know I've DM'd a few times. I've played Neverwinter Nights, the first two Baldur's Gates. Um, I was thinking about the time you and I played Baldur's Gate, actually. When did we do that? It was a summer, and you were living at the BCM. We played Baldur's Gate? Yeah, we played Baldur's Gate and Spider-Man. Well, I remember Spider-Man. I don't remember Baldur's Gate. I must oh, let's have... say it. I thought it was Dungeon Tale. No, it was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Oh, played I don't remember. Seasons. Poor me. Poor me not remembering. Sounds like fun, though. Um... I'm looking it up just to make sure, because now I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, this was the one we played. No, okay. But yeah, anyway. I really remember the Spider-Man, though, because that was a lot of fun. That was a lot. Yeah, we played we played them two different weekends, I want to say. Yeah, I feel like we put them on the big screen in the main room. and We did, which we probably out. should not have done. But. Yeah, what are they going to do? They weren't really paying me much, so <laughs> I get a perk somehow. I got to get a perk somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't regret. No, I regret, I regret nothing. I don't even work for them anymore. Um, yeah, well, that sounds very fun. And I can't wait to hear more. How's it run on Steam Deck? Uh, pretty pretty great. Um, I don't really know how to mess with settings of Steam Deck. So uh -huh. I could probably get it looking a little better. Mm -hmm. Hair textures and shadows kind of get a little fuzzy. Um, but I know there are ways to increase the graphics on steam deck i think i'm playing it on minimums and i think i can play it on like ultra high but it's just running so cleanly like i haven't had it's a like why mess with it. it yeah why why mess with it and i'm you know i'm a i've never been a graphics guy anyway yeah your eyesight's not the sharpest <laughs> it's true and even my wife was watching and she's like oh this game is beautiful nice so i am i'm really enjoying it on my steam deck um my Good. steam deck uh if I get an hour and a half of battery life playing it. Yeah, I could it's, imagine. It's kind of, yeah, I was listening to some people talk and they're like, oh yeah, you can get up to like four or five hours of battery on Steam Deck if you play a 2D game. Uh -huh. If you're playing Solitaire. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, it's not, it's not that big a deal to like, you know, plug it in next to my bed and play it while I'm going to sleep or. Yeah. There's. We live in a world of electricity. Yes. It's not like a Game Boy days. No. no those lasted a long time. Um, anything else you want to say about Baldur's Gate 3? Um, no, it's great. Um, the controversy around it is kind of dumb. What's the controversy? Oh, um, basically some developers have come out and like said, like, this game is great. We love it. However, like this game was created in a very unique way and can't be the standard for rpgs going forward and everyone's like no no that's stupid <laughs> like, yeah that's dumb <laughs> um and, and like you know it's kind of of two minds because it's like you're right these developers it's not their fault like developers are at the the hand of the publisher but mm -hmm. also the people who are defending it are like you can't be mad that we're saying that it's like, no, actually, we can. Like, just because Larian, like, took its time, like, made it feature complete, didn't put microtransactions in it, 
um, didn't doesn't have like subscription levels or battle battle passes or anything like that. Like just because publishers don't let you not do that doesn't mean you can't be mad about it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like everyone's like, this is just how publishing works. This is just the industry, and it's like. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It's just the infinite growth and infinite money problem again. So, um, yeah, I've watched quite a few videos about it and some podcasts and like the people who are like closer to the industry. Well, so IGN came out with an article that was basically like telling those developers like, "No, you're wrong," which was kind of crazy for IGN to do that. Uh huh. Um, and then like. That kind of is what blew it up because IGN is such a like Big front facing company. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're like if you if even IGN is fed up with it, then everyone should be. And it's just like for me, they're like, well, this company had all the time they wanted to work on it. It's like then take more time to develop your games. Yeah, it's like and they didn't have a public. They're self published it, so they didn't have a publisher telling them. Well, then. Stop using the scummy publishers. Like, uh-huh. and other people are like, and they had the money from Wizards of the Coast, and it's like, actually, they they paid, yeah, to use that. Yeah, that 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 that's the one thing that the game director um, for this controversy has has come out and said. He's like, listen, it, he, this isn't what he said, but it's a paraphrase. Listen, I don't want to comment on all of this stuff. It's whatever, but we did not get paid by Wizards of the Coast to make this game. We paid out the butt for that licensing fee. Uh-huh. I um, could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it It's just strange. They're like, they spent three years in early access. What game could do that? I was like, well, if you, if you like let them like all of them, it's become more of a thing. Yeah. And like Hades yeah. was in early access for a while and it turned out great. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the cleanest games ever. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things. that's like, you know, the, the next big game that's just coming out in a few weeks is Starfield. And we mm-hmm. all know it's going to be a feature mess, a buggy mess. It's not going to live up to promises. Like, every everyone's saying that. Like, no one is like, yes, this is going to be a feature-complete, customer-forward experience. And it's just like, well, what if it didn't come out next month? What if it came out in early access next month? And then, like... Yeah, or what if it came out in early access, like, a year ago? Yeah, like... I don't, I don't understand why you're saying, like, this can't happen. Why? <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff's changing. Why can't things change to be better rather than to be more scummy? Yeah, like, I don't know. And, and people are like, people got to feed their families. So, like, have them make less crappy games. Yeah, <laughs> make better stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, pay them more to instead of make an Overwatch 2, which is a worthless, like, ba- worse version of something that was already out, uh-huh. put them all on Diablo 4 and have it come out with more features. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Anyway, I think this controversy is dumb. I think that... And don't, while we're on the topic of Diablo 4, don't in your first big patch just nerf everything because people are finishing the game too fast, so the obvious solution is to make everyone weaker. Oh, did they do that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I... Thought I was going to get Diablo 4 after Baldur's Gate 3, but I don't know when I'm going to be done with Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Diablo 4 will be major on sale by then. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, um, hopefully. And you can also play Trails. It's true. I'm which I imagine the battery will last longer playing Trails in the Sky. Oh, man. Trails in the Sky. 
That's a dream right there. That's I, a dream. I need it. I need it. I need him to release that on systems. You know, maybe I'll let you borrow my my, 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 my deck. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to do that. That's too kind. That's too much. I think I will. I think when I'm done with Trails in the Sky and I'm playing Azure and uh, Zero, you can just borrow. Yeah. I'll probably finish him faster than you anyway. You probably will. Especially if it's in the summer. Especially. That's like my go time. Um, Yeah, but before we go on, I have one thing that I need to say. Okay. No. Sleep. Sleep. Till Bobka. Bobka. No. No. Sleep. Sleep. Till Bobka. That's right. It's the Yeasty Boys coming at you hot with a hot and fresh one. Um. Chances, have you had any good bread lately? Did you have a secret Yeasty Boys you're gonna want to do too? You know, I haven't. I had garlic bread today, but we've already covered garlic bread. We have covered garlic bread. Um, this is not having anything to do with the banana bread that I'm just smelling right now. That's mm-hmm. sitting over on top of my stove, cooling. Why don't you go get a piece of that? Why don't you give us? Because a I want it to just stay whole. I don't want to cut off a piece and then it be dry in the morning. Uh, um, it was. It's intentional. But the thing that I want to talk to us about is Trader Joe's chocolate croissant. Oh, interesting. They are a frozen croissant that you purchase, and then you take them out of the box and leave them on the counter overnight. And so they thaw and, and proof, and they get massive. Okay. I mean, they are so good. We've had them in our freezer for a while and finally made them for the first day of school. Um, and they were incredible. <laughs> Have you ever had a chocolate croissant before, Chance? I don't believe I have. Um, The place where I mostly have had them is um, Starbucks. Oh, that doesn't sound good. But nothing. Um, I mean, it's good. It's fine. Um, But like, it's a croissant, which I I know you've had a croissant before. Uh huh. Um, But it basically has like this. Almost, it's almost like a. I mean, it's a layer, but it's like a filling. A long, like a cone. Or two cylinders of dark chocolate, like running through, and rather than the typical like crescent shape, it's sort of a, um, it's more like a almost rectangular, but really domed. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Um, I've seen those. Almost like you took a, like a can and cut it in half long ways. Um, you kind of have your croissant shape. Um, but these are so big and like so flaky and buttery, and the the chocolate is um, incredible. That I ate them and I was like, I have to, I have to celebrate these, these chocolate pockets of goodness. Um, confession time. Uh huh. Never have I ever been to Trader Joe's. Oh, we need to fix that. I've never once even darkened its door. I wish that there was one closer to where we lived. I was about to say, where did you get Trader Joe's? You got to go to like the really rich hoity-toity part of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this area. If you're from the area or not, it's called Class and Curve. Um, and it's just where all the, the fancy rich people go to do their things. Yeah. I've um, never lived in a place fancy. No. I, I mean, I lived in Boston. We had them there. That's where I went for the first time. Um, but it wasn't in a fancy part of Boston. It was just more normal. There's um, no such thing as a non-fancy Boston. <laughs> oh, Chance. Spoken like a true, true person who just doesn't know what they're talking about. I tried to think of what a New Englander might call someone like that, and I wasn't sure. That's because you are. It's been a while. I also am a a plebeian. A plebe. A plebe. plebe. Just a plebe. 
Um, but yes, I just I wholeheartedly recommend them. If you are live near a Trader Joe's, um, go get one. They they also have a lot. They just have a lot of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I I've been having eggs in the morning for like the past several months, um, and they have this seasoning called Twenty One Seasoning Salute. Um, it just, it's just, just this really nice savory blend, um, that I just put on my eggs every morning with a little bit of salt and I put some hot sauce on there. Seriously. So good. What kind of hot sauce are you rocking these days? Um, I've been rocking the, um, yellow bird blue agave sriracha. Okay. Okay. That's fine. It's not, it's not super hot, but it's like, there's still a little bit of heat, but it's just like this really good flavor. I, I'm desperate, desperate. For a bottle of their uh, ghost uh, ghost pepper, they sell it at Walmart now. The ghost? I don't know if they sell the ghost pepper, but they sell no. some of the other ones. So I I've, I I buy I have for years now um, buy the uh, habanero at Walmart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I, I can never find the ghost there. Makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, I, I buy the habanero pretty regular, not the ghost, but it's so good. I love their ghost sauce. I think you would even like. I think yeah. I surprisingly enjoyed it i liked it more than some of their others like they have i just my wife got me like a five pack oh i'm gonna had like had the blue agave which is how i learned that it's amazing um and it had like a habanero a serrano um like a red jalapeno and then the ghost pepper Mm -hmm. i don't really like the serrano or the red jalapeno i just feel like there's not a lot of flavor going on yeah i agree but the the blue agave sriracha it's fantastic. What what about the ghost though? Um, it was also surprisingly good. I thought it was less hot than the habanero. Um, I could kind of see that. I think it's like other stuff in there with it. Um, or maybe because I was just bracing myself so much, thinking like, oh, this is going to be so hot. And I was actually going to say, I think that is probably true. It's just in my mind, it should be hotter. Yeah, the, the ghost pepper sauce is so good. It is so flavorful. Ghost is already my favorite pepper, like taste wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's not yeasty, boys. No, but uh, the croissants are. So you should definitely get them at Trader Joe's. Agreed. They also have dark chocolate covered pretzels that are really good. If you like a little 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 snack. I mean, I love me a little snack. Who doesn't? Um, but I think that's all for the yeasty boys. Yeah, that's all I've got. So until next time, no sleep till Bobka. Rain and no yeah. sleep. sleep. Popka. <laughs> um, so it's my turn. It's your turn. Um, it's not exactly as synergistic as some of our other episodes. Okay. Um, but it kind of is. Because I want to talk about one of my favorite, like all-time favorite books. Oh. Um, not book series. Um, just all-time favorite books that I've, I don't even know how many times I've read it. Um, and I'm currently... Listening to the audiobook version, one of the audiobook uh-huh. versions, which I do want to talk about um, while we're here. Um, and that's The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, yeah. Seriously, so good. I'm currently listening to the audiobook that's read by Andy Serkis. Oh, it's read um, by Andy Serkis. I bet he does the Gollum voice very I am in that chapter right now, but I haven't encountered Gollum yet, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I was just thinking today that Riddles in the Dark which is chapter five of the Hobbit is like probably my favorite chapter of all books. Your favorite chapter of all books. Yeah. Love that. It's just a very, very good. Um, but yeah, I, I've just been, it's really fun. 
Well, just as a book in general, like I feel like it's the one, it and probably like Chronicles of Narnia that first really got me going with like my fantasy love. Sure. I mean, Narnia was my first one as well. Uh I mean, Harry Potter also played a role, um, but I feel like in some ways I've moved beyond Harry Potter. Yeah. And I'm rereading them. Like we just started rereading. We just started reading Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to my boys at bedtime. Mm -hmm. And it holds up. Like it's great. Um, It's just wonderful. But we've also reread Harry Potter. Like I read Harry Potter, the first one. And I'm like, this is okay. You know, it doesn't like a roll doll, getting roll doll wannabe sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fine. The movies are pretty good, but also the movies really love to not tell you anything of what's going on or like explain anything at all. Yeah, but I kind of like that about them, honestly. But it's like also just sort of annoying. Like in the fourth, the fourth movie, and then we're going to move on and talk about things. In the fourth movie, when they go to the graveyard at the end, and, you know, Voldemort's wand and Harry's wand are connecting and all this stuff is going on. Like in the books, they like explain what all of that is. It's this thing called Priorian Cantatum and like goes into all these details of what exactly it means and why it would happen between the two of them. Um, but then in the movie, you see that happen. And then Harry's like, why did this happen in the in the uh, graveyard? And Dumbledore just goes, Priorian Cantatum. End of scene. Yeah. Doesn't say anything. But again, I kind of like that because I don't think the magic system is very good. No, that's also true. So, like, keeping it kind of a mystery, I kinda, I dig it. Yeah, and um, but also Harry, Harry is the basically the high school quarterback who marries his high school sweetheart and becomes a cop. Yeah. N- no, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan in general, but. I parts do. of it are still enjoyable at like a nostalgia level, but it doesn't hold up like the Chronicles of Narnia do or The Hobbit. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, we read um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to Asher this summer as well, actually. And um, I was like, oh, I still think these are good. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Lewis and Tolkien have these two very different approaches to the way that they write fantasy. Yes. Um, which is really fun. Like, Tolkien is all like, here is the history and all the lore and the languages. Like he created Elvish. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, Cause he's like a historian and he's a, um, what's the word for a language person? Linguist. A linguist. I'm even, I've even studied much of that in my uh, education. I couldn't think of the word. He's a linguist and he like is very detailed and all this stuff. And then on the other side, you have Lewis who's, who's like, yeah. They can just hang out with Santa Claus a little bit. Oh, and Bacchus Bach- can show up. That's all right. That's just fun. Um, and so you just have these two very different takes. But um, currently rereading The Hobbit, um, just the language and the description that, that Tolkien uses throughout the book are just so good. Um, it's just like this very enchanting writing style that I really like. Were you going to say something? No, I was listening. Oh, you, I thought you had said something. Um, yeah, and like added on to that, having Andy Circus read it. Um, and so I feel like he just has like a really good rhythm. He's just a tremendous actor and voice actor. And so just getting to hear his interpretation of it. Um, like I was driving home from work 
and in I think it's in the first chapter of the book is when the dwarves sing the like far over the misty mountains song, uh-huh. um, and he's singing it like every song that is in there he sings it, um, which is just fantastic. But I'm like listening to it, and I'm just like being moved deeply as I'm listening to him like just sing this song um, in a way that even watching the when they the Hobbit movies, which aren't very good. Um, I like just, the first Hobbit movie. I think the first one's fine. Then it just starts to really go off the rails. Yeah, they really do drop the ball after the first one. Although they the, the riddle in the dark is not bad. It's no, not that's bad. in the first movie, so fine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Don't know why I was remembering it in the second movie, but yeah, the first movie is basically up through the first five or six chapters of The Hobbit. Okay. Does it end? It, it has to end with Riddle in the Dark, then, right? Um, it ends as they get out of the mountains, fleeing from yeah. the goblins, and they fly off with the eagles. That's that's the end. Yeah, but then the eagles drop them off very far away. Uh huh. And that's where the next one picks up. Mm-hmm. I never watched the last one because I was so disappointed in the second one. Um, Legolas a lot more than you would think. Apparently so. That's part of the the issue. <laughs> it's like, what is he doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like it is just this book. Like, I never really thought that I had like a comfort book before. But as I'm reading this, I'm just finding myself being really transported back to like being a kid um, and being really enchanted by this book. Um, and then just thinking of other times in my life when I've read it um, and just like kind of how important the book is to me uh-huh. um, in just this way that just feels really special. Like I even read it to my um, class of fifth graders my first year that I was teaching. Um, I don't know if they appreciated it as much, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun even doing that. You'll notice I did not say that I read it to them every year because I learned that first time that maybe not everyone loves it as much as I do. But those people are wrong. That's true. Um, I've never finished reading all of Lord of the Rings. No. But Andy Circus does an audiobook of that too. And so maybe. I think I'll- I'll be giving that a try because he's fantastic. Um, this is a bad convincing because I've read The Hobbit twice. Not, not as many times as you, but I've read it twice. Um, I also own an audiobook of it, although I don't believe it's Andy Serkis. I think that's a newer thing. Okay. Um, I, I was actually trying to look it up and I was having trouble finding it. But um, but yes, um, love The Hobbit. Uh, I think it's incredible. Um made it maybe a third of the way into Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and could not, could not go on. Yeah, the movies really, I like the movies a lot. And I think they're much more engaging from a story standpoint. Yeah, the the adventure mm-hmm. of The Hobbit is really good. Yeah, it really is. Um, I feel like Lord of the Rings reads far too much like a textbook. Or like, uh-huh. a, it's... It, it's very up its own batuch. <laughs> yes, in some ways, I would I I see exactly what you're saying. It definitely it reads that way. Like when you watch the Two Towers, you're like the Two Towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep, 45 minute fight scene, epic, super awesome. When you read the Two Towers and you get to the chapter titled Helm's Deep, and you're like, yes, this is it. This is going to be so cool and so exciting. I think the battle is. I might be wrong. The battle might be a paragraph. 
No, it's yeah, two or th- one or two. Yeah, I've never made it that far, but that kind of seemed to be like everything. It was like, and they fought. Yeah, like I know that it, they are masterworks of fiction that really popularized the fantasy genre. Uh-huh. But to me, what I've always felt when I'm reading them is like a guy had a really cool backstory for a D and D campaign, and he told us a lot about that. But it was way more about that than it was about what was going on. Uh huh. Yeah. So I am excited to give those another go mm-hmm. in audiobook format because I think there's value in things like that. Um, and yeah, I feel like if you have if the reader is good, there is a good chance that they can make even something that's maybe dry very interesting. Like I feel like I would listen to Andy Circus read the phone book. Honestly, he just has sort of this. His natural voice is just sort of this rumbling gravelly tone that just like draws you in and then he does different voices for the different characters as well uh-huh. um, and so it's like when the goblins when they go into they're climbing the misty mountains and they get captured by the goblins and the goblins are driving them to the goblin king and they're singing this song and he's like singing it and i'm just like oh this is like frightening like when you're reading just the book in your mind it's like okay but then he's like getting like the emphasis in the right ways. And it's just like rolling and it has the rhythm, you know, like a song and it's just like, Holy crap. <laughs> like I'm, kinda, I'm scared this. for my life a little bit right now as I'm out for my walk around the neighborhood and hearing these goblins sing this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, it's like transportative in a way that I feel like good books should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hobbit's great. Pick it up, read it, mm-hmm. print it. You can use your your local library um, to get an audiobook version. Uh, Libby is what I'm using. I got recommended Libby just this last week. Um, I'm like, I am sure Libby is great. I have 343 books on Audible. I think <laughs> I'm a little bought in. Yes, you are. I don't. I have like one on Audible. Um, and it's called Savage Inequalities. And it's about um, inequalities in our education system. And I don't really want to listen to it again because one time was really hard. I'm, uh, Not because it was boring, but because it was like, well, this is a very difficult subject matter. Yeah. I'm just like, I have, I have entire book series on my Audible just because I get two free books a month. And I have since I was maybe 21. Yeah, you've had it for a long time. We were in college. Yeah. Um, so I've been getting two books a month plus... There's several times when I've been like, yeah, I will get these three extra (laughs) um, books this month. Um, So I have like, I have the entire um, Game of Thrones because I thought I was going to read it. And then I read the first one and hated it. Um, I've read all of them. I kind of regret going past the third one. Yeah. Well, I I very much did not enjoy the first one. There's no magic in it. Like, there is magic in it, but there's not magic. It's not like a character. You know, it's not like a main thing. Well, no, like there no. is, but there isn't. I, I mean, like, like as a reader for me. Oh, there you don't feel the magic. Yeah, I, what, like I don't know. I I read for escapism. Well, and I also read a lot of like scholarly things. Uh huh. But like this whole like, let's make it dreary. No, why? And it's like as as I was reading it, sometimes I'm just like George R. R. Martin. You're just like a sicko. Yeah. And like just the things that you're describing are just like nasty and uh, you should just not and you know people are like 
the world is more like the Dark Knight and less about like bright and happy Batman things. I like to think that people are good. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, why does everyone have to suck and be bad in some way? Like, most people I meet on a daily basis like are friendly, like want to help people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't with this like grow up. The world is dark. Like, I don't, I don't think that's true. And just thinking of that Boy Meets World episode, the world is already bad. Why should I have to be that way? Yeah. Like, we should not strive to be that way so that we can make it in the world. Yeah. So, I've never bought into this whole, this whole, like, dark and everyone's bad equals mature Mm. kind of thing. Yeah, that's how I felt. I read the um, first Law trilogy, like, by Joe Abercrombie. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of felt by the end where it's just like, everybody sucks. Um, and I don't know if I really had a good time. Yeah. And it's like, Those throughout the second right? book, there's there's like this character who is like, oh, he's making such growth. And like, do like he's really going to be something by the end of this one. And then some stuff happens in the story where his like figurative legs are just cut out from under him. And he just becomes this like weakling. And it's like, you, you didn't have to be that. It didn't have to be like that. We didn't need this twist to happen in such a way um, where now he just also sucks. Like, it didn't need to happen like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, yeah. like, more real or grittier or grim because it's, like, no, it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world where most people, like, watch commercials about grandmas dying and cry about it. Like, maybe, maybe this isn't how the world is. Maybe... You're just a dick. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've never bought this. I never will. Um, but I have it. <laughs> oh, yeah, whenever the whenever the next one comes out in 10 years, I'm not going to read it. Good. I don't care. Ooh, I got this book a while back. Babel. I have not read it, but I really want to. Yes, I have quite a few books on my Kindle that I've got waiting. Here's a book I just thought sounded cool. Did not plan on reading it then. Don't plan on reading it now. But I bought it. Uh, Necrotech. Oh, that sounds fun. I bought that one seriously just for the title. Yes, I got a book at the recommendation of our sister podcast, um, The Besties, called oh, Futuristic it. Violence and, fa- and Fancy Suits. Oh, that's not the one I got. That I'm okay. looking forward to reading. And I'm, I am going to eventually, probably on um, audiobook, uh, The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Mm-hmm. I have that I'd one. like to check that one out too. I have that one. Uh, I got one, Trust by Herman Diaz at the recommendation okay. of our sister podcast. I guess this has become a segment where we say, go read books. Yeah. I mean, that's basically multiple times in uh, this sort of journey we've been on. You just bring some books. Um, but The Hobbit is my comfort book, apparently. And. It's just very deeply special. If you haven't read it, you should read it. And if you have read it, you should read it again. I learned that I had a comfort read when my now wife, then girlfriend, uh, dumped me for three months. What was it? Um, We've talked about it on here a little bit. And I know I've told you about it. Um, But it's it's four books called Superpowers. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I probably... Let me find them real quick because I want to find the lengths of them. Um, I read most of the first one, and this isn't not a, a knock on you at all, but I just didn't really get into it. You gotta, you gotta finish it. You gotta finish maybe it. I'll, maybe I'll start it over. 
because that's what reading that one and not really liking it made me distrust your recommendation for sufficiently advanced magic. And then I read that and I feel like it was totally my thing. Cameron, I know both of these books are your thing. I know your tastes. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I've, I've rarely ever steer, steered you wrong. This is the this is the one time. But uh, again, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try again. So the first book is uh, 26 hours long. The second book is 32 hours long. The third book is 41 hours long. And the fourth book is 60 hours long. Those are very long. They are very long. And when after after she done me in like that three month time, I listened through the four of them three times. <laughs> it's like The Hobbit, I believe, is like ten or eleven hours long. Yes, exactly. Well, the thing was the thing with me always is that my brain is always going. It's mm-hmm. going, going, going. I will text Cam- Cameron some of the most random things throughout the day. I'll just have a random thought about some deep theology, and I'll just be like. Have you ever considered? Um, and usually my response is no response or no. Yes. Um, because no one no one thinks about the things that I think about. But my brain is always going. And, like, I just couldn't. I, I needed my brain to be off. <laughs> I, needed to, I needed to, like, just have something that I could focus on. So I listened to those books three times through. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. They, they were Look at you free. now. Look at you now. It's true. Now we're married. Um, but yeah, it was like the most hurt I'd ever been. And I was abandoned by my parents. So that's saying something. Yeah, that really is saying something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that those I learned were my comfort read. I, like, I, 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 after I finished them the first time, I was like, what else am I going to read? And I was looking, 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 and I'm like, none of this is as comfortable. <laughs> time to start over. <laughs> it's time to start over. So... Yeah, I I really think you should give them another shot. Uh, they'll be I'll put it back in my my to be read pile. I just the first one is a little funky. It's very serialized. Like mm-hmm. every chapter is kind of like an episode more than it is like kind of your standard novel. Yeah, um, which I think is like a good thing to note. Um, but I just think like man. There's very few portrayals of college quite as realistic, mm-hmm. uh, and it's college of superpowers, which is even better. You can say about it being realistic, but um, so yeah, there's a few there's a few hiccups here and there, but but when is there not? Yeah, The Hobbit. That's where. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that whole journey was a big hiccup. It's true. Um, yeah, but yeah. Superpowers. Apparently, it's my comfort read. I haven't listened to it since I got married. I haven't needed to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> He's comforted by love. Although I did uh, have my wife listen to them uh, not too long ago, and she enjoyed them. Nice. Do we have anything else we need to talk about? Any listener feedback? I'll go on the app that must not be named my one my one time a week. You know what? I am going to name it. It's Twitter. Yeah, that's what I called it earlier in this episode. I'm going to name it freaking muskhead. Um. Oh, Majid Silva wants to know uh, what what Hi-Fi Mike will show us if we do a a listening a uh, wrestling watch through. That's fun. Be nice to know. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not active on Twitter anymore, guys. 
I'll get back on. I'll get back on. No one's really said much on threads either. You know, we're still building our... Yeah. You know, really, come to think of it, not being on Twitter has, like, heavily reduced the amount that I am on any social media. That's nice. I feel like I'm rarely ever there. You just don't know what's going on in the world, Chance. And that's the way... uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. Yes. (laughs) Love that. Um... Yeah, I don't. I can't think of the last time I was like actually scrolling Instagram. So, yeah, I, I never really get on Instagram or threads. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's all I've got. Um, oh, that's, that's all. Our, that's all. Our, that's our sign off. I wasn't ready for that yet. Oh, okay. I was like, are we just we're doing it? Okay, uh, um, but you can't always reach out. Probably don't reach out on Twitter. Reach out on threads. I mean, if you reach out on Twitter, I will check it on the air. On the air, but yes, you can Jasmine Fontana style. Uh huh. If it isn't, it should be. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So that'll be that. You can also email us at bgworldfever at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Posting on Instagram. It's mostly been pictures of common writer stuff, as it should be. As it, also as it should be. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It, our programming. This is the first chance of hearing about it as well. Um, my, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I'm having some surgery here in a, like a couple of weeks. So I don't know how exactly I'll feel. I have like a cyst on my ankle that I'm going to get removed. Why don't um, you just replace your feet with robot feet? That would be pretty cool. It so would. One foot is a rocket that I can make my toe a chainsaw. Yeah. Another foot can turn into a drill. Yeah. Just like I'm ready for it. It's really going somewhere at this point. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, so yes. So that will be removed. And I don't know how I'll feel the next day, which is yeah. what we normally record. So we'll just see. Next week we will be normal. I will be here, but maybe the that first week of September might not be. We're taking Labor Day off. Is it Labor Day? It is Labor Day. Okay. Don't wear white after Labor mm-hmm. And you got to support labor. Support your local labor union on that day because they care about you. I wonder if I get a paid holiday. I don't know. That'd be nice for you. It would be nice. I have that day off. Just normal off. Um, yeah. Anyway, all the things. Yeah, we can follow us on all those things. And there's, so there's that programming update. But I think for real, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long, world. 